Thank you.
God of praise right now. Come on. expecting a huge, huge, the music's gonna be loud, but we got this, we got this. West Diversity, if you didn't know our address. And here we do have a vision. And our vision is loving God and loving people. So who knows what loving God means in your words? Ooh, Yuli. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I got Yuli. But I'm going to actually give it to Yuli. Let's see what he says. To worship God in truth. That's what loving God means. Amen, amen, amen. Make some noise for that. And what does loving people mean? Loving people, anybody, anybody. Do I got a leader? I got a leader want to lead some people in what loving people means? TJ, what's loving people mean? Amen, amen. He got it right. Come on, make some noise for that. We're going to love God by obeying his commands and love people by helping them in their times of need. And then we have a strategy on how we're going to do this, and that's going to be through connect, mentor, and send. Now we're gonna connect you to our life groups. We got the ambassadors. Let's go! And then we got the resistance. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, I'll do that one more time. We got the ambassadors. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh oh. You better hope that was loud enough. And then we got the resistance. I don't, that's, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. But then what we're going to do next is mentor you. Now, if you're in the one-on-one, make some noise. Oh, that was weak. We got more love for the life groups. Come on, make some noise if you're in one-on-one. All right. And then next you move on to the two-on-one. Who's in two-on-one? Oh, okay. Okay. We deep on two-on-one is up in here. All right. 
and then we're going to send you out to make disciples that make disciples. And our ultimate goal is 100,000 disciples with 50 churches in Chicago and 500 around the world. If you believe that, I need everybody in the building to make some noise. Come on, hey, hey, DJ, crank that music up real quick. Y'all got to be louder than the music. I said if y'all believe that, make some noise. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm feeling that, I'm feeling that. All right, so now we're going to move on. What do we got next? You know what we got next. We got our top, nope, I was wrong. We got the MPI Back to School Outreach, which is this Sunday, 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. services. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be raffling three new laptops. Who in here has a laptop? Raise your hand. Who in here needs a laptop? Raise your hand. So you better be here if you need a laptop. And then we got free, oh, wait, go back. No, 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 roll that back, roll that back. We got free school supplies for the first 200 students. So there's not even 200 people in here. So if all y'all come, y'all all get free school supplies. Y'all ain't gonna make some noise for school supplies. I know y'all don't wanna pay for school supplies. Come on, make some noise for that. Make some noise, okay. And then we got Christian clubs. Who's excited about starting a Christian club at their school? We wanna get our schools plugged into Jesus to know that it's not about drugs, it's not about money, it's not about the sex, it's about Jesus, it's about the stand that we could take. So if you wanna do that, ignite your school for Jesus, what are you gonna do? Get connected with one of the leaders and find out what you can do. And now we got our tithes and offerings, so if everybody can stand to their feet. So who knows what a tithe is without looking at the screen? Oh, Yuli knows, oh, who's got competition with you? Okay, okay, what you got, what you got? of your total income. Okay, 10% of your total income, okay. And what's the offering? Who knows what the offering? Oh, I saw Destiny, okay, come on, Destiny. Come on up, you raised your hand. Don't be, don't be lazy walking up here now, come on now. Hustle. Anything you offer to God after your time. Oh, snap, let's go! That was like word for word, almost like they read it off of a presentation or something, that's crazy. All right, now what's the example we got today? We got something crazy? What's 10% of a penny? Ooh, 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 you got people confused. Uh-oh. Oh, Ashley, what's 10% of a penny, Ashley? Don't get, how you gonna tell her to get it wrong? Wait, it's moving. 0.10, I don't know what to call it. 0.10, is that correct? Oh, she was wrong. Dang, dang, dang. We'll just say she says 0 0.0010, 0. Man, what's the answer? What's the answer? I'm confused up here, man. Is it a trick question? You know what? It's a trick question. The answer is Jesus. That's the answer. Karina, what's the answer? Come on. Marcela, Marcela got it. 0.001. Being rich in the Lord, you're all wrong, but that's the right answer. So you're all right if you're saved, so it's okay. So technically I was right because I said Jesus, right? Is that right? Am I right, DJ? Hey, I'm right. Amen. Make some noise for me. Okay, don't make noise for me. All right. All right, well, now what we're going to do is bow our heads as we pray. Lord, we come in your mighty name and we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for a packed out house, God, that we're not, we're not obsessed with the numbers, God, but we're glad that you bring your children in so they can hear your word, so they could just, so they could feel your love, so they could feel what you bring to the table, God. And I pray that you would reach each and every single person in this place, God, and they will be able to know who you are and know your love by the end of this message. And it's in your mighty name that we pray, Lord. Amen.
Rudy, follow me. It's the Lord. Rudy, yes, it is I. Follow me. Rudy, you know what you're holding on to. Let it go and follow me. Rudy, you have died. Depart, depart from me, for I never knew you. Your time is up, Rudy. Depart from me, for I never knew you. Rudy, depart from me. I never knew you, Dip Rudy. Elevate, 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 what, 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 what? Some of y'all were asleep, man, the old peoples. They didn't know that was coming. I see y'all, man, I see y'all. So today, man, I want to I wanna introduce somebody, man, that's really been dear to my heart. And I really got love for this man, man. He's like a go-to man in my eyes. Kid you not, man. You know, like you got that person like, I know if I call this dude, it's going down. If somebody messing with me, I call this dude, he's bringing the guns, everybody's dying tonight, right? That's like one of those dudes, right, except like in the spirit, you know what I mean? So when I call this dude, I know it's going down. Like, hey, Joe, you know, yo, I need you come through. He is there, ready to work it out. And if you guys can just give a round of applause to my dude, man, one of my faves, Joe B. Come on! What's up, guys? You guys like the, you guys like the skit? Yeah. All right, cool. I, I made that up real quick, uh, and then everyone just kind of followed what I was saying. But how are you guys feeling? Woo! So does anyone really understand what happened in that skit? Okay, 
Cool. Well, uh, <laughs> it's going to be bringing up, just re remember that skit. Uh, you know, as you see, we're going to be talking about the heroes of the faith. Everyone has been enjoying the series, right? Woo, yeah, we've had some awesome preachers. Uh, you know, I just want to be able to uh, follow them as I follow Christ. Man, I, I'm <laughs> this is such a big time for me. Like, let me just uh, give glory to God because I remember a few years back, I was where you guys were sitting, and I was probably in the same position as you. Like, man, I don't even know if I want to be here. This is kind of boring. The dude's not really that funny. I think, man, the other church across the street is better. But, but I, was, I was lying, you know what I'm saying? Every preacher that was preaching to me was awesome. And, dude, three years now, I'm in SUM. Glory to God. I was, I was purposeless. God has given me a purpose. And right now, I'm preaching to all you guys. But, um, you know, I, I want to just pray real quick uh, for all you guys and pray for the, the message. So uh, just bow your heads. Lord God, I just thank you, God, for this time. Lord, I thank you for the people that came, Lord. I pray, Jesus, that, Lord, you would be there for them, God. That, Lord, they would uh, see you as a comforter. You would, they would see you as a healer, Lord. They would see you as a savior, Jesus. God, that the people that really need to, that really know they need you, God, would realize that, that you, you're there for them, Lord. And all they do is have to turn around and look at you, Jesus. And I pray, God, for the people that think they do not need you, Lord, and are disobedient, God, and have been running away from you, Lord, that they would hear you calling, Jesus, and they would turn back to their father who saved them from so much, Jesus. I pray, God, that you be glorified and you have your way in Jesus. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, uh, dude, I am super excited. I love you guys. I'm for real. Uh, so, <laughs> so can I, uh, we got some, we got new sound men here. So if, the, if they mess up, I want you guys to treat them like you treat me. Just look at them. Just look at them. Look at Oscar. That's my boy Oscar right there. All right, got, uh, can, can you put Genesis up here? Actually, no, put Hebrews 22:11. It's, uh, it's right there on the slides. Everyone, you guys got Bibles? Yeah? Say yeah if you got a Bible. Say yeah if you got a, a Bible on your phone. There you go. You guys are, you guys are kind of cool. All right, cool. All right, you guys see that right there? For the people that don't got neither? All right. Now, it says right here, by faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. All right, well, first of all, let's talk about Joseph, right? Joseph, not me. Not me. I'm, I'm not, I was not in this Bible. I was not in the Bible. I'm not Kanye West. I will not put myself in the Bible. I will not stoop to that level. But Joseph right here, he was the son of Jacob. How many people were here last week when we were talking about Jacob? Yeah, yeah. See, Jacob, he, uh, he had a son with Rachel. This was the only son that he had with Rachel. It was, his, uh, it was the beloved child, basically, you know? And let me just get out my notes real quick, man. You know, I got to get organized. I'm not going to give you guys some random stuff off my head. But, uh, you see, Joseph, he was the child of Jacob. And he was the favorite child of Jacob. And he was also the youngest son. How much you want to bet the older brothers were jealous? How many are young people here, the youngest sisters, youngest brothers of their family? Raise your hands. So not that many. You, you guys are the jealous older ones. So the youngest one, Joseph, he was favored, man, like they were all doing, like, kind of, uh, you know, work, man. They were trying to, you know, kill lions, you know, get that food and stuff like that, provide for the family. But Joseph, he was just reading, you know. He got this coat. As Steve mentioned the other day, it was a rainbow, but he was not that. It was a rainbow about the covenant of peace. So I just want to let you know that's what the rainbow means. But listen, Joseph had a gift. 
his gift was he was given dreams by Jesus, okay? How many people love their dreams, all right? You guys got big dreams here, man. My buddy Julian in the back, he got a dream to be a rapper. I'm going to be his producer slash manager, but I'm just going to be there in the concerts, though. I ain't going to do much. He's still going to pay me. I'm going to be on that payroll. And then, uh, you know, these dreams, though, they were, they were pretty awesome. They are from God, straight from the Lord. And he was kind of uh, boastful of them. How many people got gifts and they're boastful? I know my boy Ivan right here. He likes to play basketball, and he's constantly bragging to me how he'll bust me and stuff. He's pretty boastful. I ain't going to lie. See, he was just like that. He would go to his brothers, and he's like, man, dude, I had a dream. And they were trying to ignore him. They were trying to work, and he's like, I had a dream. Like Martin Luther King stuff, you know, like it was that important. And these were dreams from the Lord. And, yeah, these were dreams by the Lord. And what he would say was, I had a dream. Just to paraphrase, you guys were worshiping me or, like, praising me, and you're bowing down and stuff like that. It, that's what it sounded like, you know what I'm saying? And they were like, man, this is nonsense. This is this kid. This kid's crazy as heck. I ain't going to, you're like 12 years old. You're like 16 years old. Get, get yourself out of here. But then he had another one, right, in which his whole family, including his father, was bowing down to him, you know, like he was a king. And Joseph told everyone because he was like, look, I got a dream. I got a dream. More like Martin Luther King again. But, but this time, daddy didn't like that. Had to rebuke him a little bit. And, you know, so on and so on. But another day, uh, Joseph was chilling again, and his brothers saw him, and they plotted on him. They said, you know what? I'm tired of Joseph always being favored by dad. I'm tired of him always being that, that you know, go-to scapegoat where it's like, man, you know, Joseph Joseph doesn't get to do this. Joseph hasn't do, do this, you know. So they're like, let's, let's basically kill him, you know what I'm saying? How many people have thought about killing their older brothers and sisters or younger brothers and sisters? Be honest. Man, you guys are some horrible people, man. Isaiah's raising his hand. Monica, you see that? Dang, petty as heck, dude. But, but that's pretty messed up. Think about that for a second. You know, Joseph, Joseph was loved by his father so much, right? And his brothers hated him. See, Jacob made a mistake in, in favoring Joseph so much that he neglected his other brothers and sisters, uh, his other brothers, and now he, Joseph was going to pay for it. So... One of the brothers, uh, excuse me, man, I'm really bad with names sometimes. I believe it was Reuben. If anyone can, like, correct me on that, it was Reuben, right? Yuli, was it Reuben? The one brother did not want to kill Joseph. Instead, he said, you know what, let's just, Reuben, I was right, yes, praise God. So Reuben said, man, you know, let's not kill him, right? That's pretty noble, right? How many people think that's noble? That's pretty good. He said, let's instead, like, throw him in a ditch, you know what I'm saying? And then... Let's take his coat, the rainbow coat, or whatever the coat, beautiful coat. Let's just put lamb blood on his coat to make it seem like he was killed by animals. It's like we're kind of killing him, but we're not. So you know what he did? they did? You know, they threw him in it, you know. Uh, and they, you know, they, I think maybe they were just trying to scare him or not or whatever. But the, plant, the, the, the thing that happened was Joseph was taken uh, by some, some, uh, some basically some uh, traveling merchants, basically. And they took him, they took him, and they took him from that pit, and then the brothers came back to look for him. He was gone. Then they actually had to tell the dad, you know, he was killed, he was murdered. Jacob started crying, all that stuff. So everyone thinks he's dead, and he's off to Egypt. The merchants sell him into slavery. Joseph was a slave. He went from, because you can, you can think about how much your life can change, where you're, you're you know, you're in your house, you're chilling with your dad, 
You know what I'm saying? He's just loving on you. Then all of a sudden, bam, you're a slave. That's crazy. That's a, that's a pretty big change in, uh, in your scenery and stuff like that. But um, Joseph, he did not give up on the Lord. He didn't say, you know what, I'm going to like forsake the Lord and I'm just going to be, you know, just like the Egyptian. I'm going to hate Jesus or, you know, hate God. He was a slave. He was a house slave, though, basically. And he was doing everything he did unto the Lord. He actually was now favored even in Egypt. So he was favored at home. Now he's favored at Egypt. And he's doing the thing. You know, everyone's looking at him like, man, this is the slave. He, he's put in like high standards. And Listen, this man was so good. Joseph was such a man of God. Like, you think about all these other people. They, you know, they cheated on their wives when they had the chance. They, they, they sinned when they had the chance. So there was this man, Potiphar. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Am I saying his, right, his name right? Potiphar. I was, right? I was. I wasn't. Okay. Potiphar. Okay, so Potiphar, which was kind of like the assistant of Pharaoh, he said, you know what? This guy is a great slave. I'm going to, you know put him in good places. I'm going to put him, you know, in charge and stuff. And he was doing good, right? Even in Egypt, even in the slave. What his brothers tried to do, man, they, they still didn't succeed in giving his life, you know, it's kind of, kind of bad ending. But Potiphar's wife thought Joseph was handsome. Joseph was a handsome man. Not me, Joseph in the Bible. He was a handsome man, probably dark skin, probably like my man Isaiah smiling over here, probably looked a little bit like him. And Potiphar's wife liked it. You know, Potiphar's life liked what he see, she saw. And every day, this lady would try to get at him. Every day. Every day. Like, hey, man, you're looking fine today in that loincloth. Joseph was like, no, I'm just trying to love the Lord. Get away from me. No. And Potiphar's, Potiphar's wife kept doing it, kept doing it. One day, she just grabbed him like, I don't even care. I'm trying to sin right now. And Joseph was like, nah, get off me. She ended up ripping his clothes off. He was butt naked running through Egypt, and she was like, dang, what am I supposed to do now? Saws that she has the cloth, tells Potiphar, yo, your, your servant, your slave, tried to get with me, tried to, you know, do the do-do with me, you know what I'm saying? And, dude, Potiphar was mad. I mean, how many guys would be mad right now? Potiphar was mad. So, you know what he did? Threw Joseph in jail. Joseph was in jail, went from, you know... Again, you know, he's back in this place, man. He's probably, like, wondering, man, God, where are you? God, where are you? And God shows up. Two people need a dream uh, interpreted. And he's like, man, I have the gift from God. So he, he interprets the dream. Long story short, uh, they forget about him, even though he said, when I tell you, when you guys go back to Pharaoh with this dream, tell them it was me so I can be free. They forget about him. Years pass. And Pharaoh needs a dream interpreted. Pharaoh. Just to let you guys know, Pharaoh, back in Egypt, was basically like a god. They basically made him like a god. And Joseph goes, interprets his dream. And dude, he interprets his dream. And Pharaoh was like mind blown. And he says, man, glory to God. This is God's gift through me. By faith, I get these dreams. That's it. And Pharaoh was like, dang, you know what I'm saying? This guy is legit. I am going to make you the second most powerful man in Egypt because he interpreted this dream. And he would have been the most powerful man if it wasn't for Pharaoh himself. And years passed again. Now this man, you know, he has a wife, he has a kid, and his brothers come back. And I'm going to try to speed it up just a little bit. His brothers come back, and 
they, you know, they see him, and they don't even recognize him, but he recognizes his brothers, and there's a younger one now. It's another son of Rachel named Benjamin, and he automatically kind of gets jealous, and he's like, man, dude, they got this little brother. I bet they hate him, too. I bet they don't even care about me. I bet they forgot about me. You know, how many times we have thoughts like that? Like, man, these people don't care about me. Man, these people, I see them with this person. They didn't treat me like that. So they see him, you know, they're caring for Benjamin, they're caring for him, and he sees them and he takes them. He basically tells the guards to take them. And what should we call it? Uh, later on, because uh, I want I want to really fast forward to this, because I want to I want to get to this part where he basically has an ultimatum to to basically kill the brothers, to kill the brothers, and he says, you know, what? I am going to forgive them, because they had changed. They had changed. They loved Benjamin. They, they, they had really truly repented from who they were uh, when they had done that to Joseph. Now Joseph forgave them, moved on. Now this is where, you know, it ties into what Steve was talking about last week with Joseph. Uh, Jacob and the whole tribe of Israel now lived in Egypt. They were given their own spot. The, Joseph had prospered. Joseph had brought them into a land where now Israelites, who were the chosen people of God, could now live there and be uh, fruitful. You know, they could multiply, do their thing, and they could, you know, bam, you know, God's promise could be fulfilled there, right? That's what you think. Jacob dies, uh, and then Steve talked about that. But then now Joseph is on his deathbed. And can you guys put up the scripture, uh, Hebrews eleven twenty two? Actually, no, this one's good. This one's good. Uh, then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die. Oh, I got it right here. Yeah, praise God. Joseph stayed in Egypt along with uh, his father's family, blah, blah, blah. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will surely come to you to your aid and take you out of this land, the land that he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Joseph made the Israelites swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid. Then you must carry my bones from this place. So Joseph died, you know, and he ended up dying or whatever. But I, I, I really want to, why is that important? You know what I'm saying? Everyone, we're talking about the, the heroes of the faith, and they're saying stuff that we don't really understand are, is important. When I first read this, I remember it was like a year ago, and I was like, man, I just read over it. I'm like, this ain't important, man. Let me just skip to where Joseph dies. Let me get into Moses. That's the most important thing. But no, man, you got to take your time and see why it was important. The thing is, sorry, uh. My bad. The thing is, it is important. It's not only important to the people of that time. Because, believe it or not, the reason why the Bible is kind of hard to understand is because it really wasn't written for you guys. You guys you guys are important to Jesus, but it wasn't written to you at first. Now, it can be applied to you. And it is important to you. And I can tell you why. See, when Joseph said, I am going to, when Joseph talked about the, he mentioned the departure of uh the departure from of Israelites from Egypt, he was speaking to his brothers. He was speaking to basically the tribes of Israel, the people, uh, the sons of Jacob. And when he says, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry, uh, uh, carry my bones up from this place. Let me focus on this. God will surely come to your aid. Your aid. They didn't need God's help to, according like, to that time, okay? Think about that. They were, pro uh, they were prosperous. They were treated like Egyptians. Egyptians, uh, they did not like Hebrew people. And for them to be treated like Egyptians was crazy. It's like, 
the man that was sitting right here, the one that Rudy was displaying, you know, they had everything, right? They had, you know, probably food. They had gold. They had jewelry. They had so many things. But God still said, I'm going to come to your aid. Now, that's probably how it was to them. But now to you guys, okay? Many of you guys, you know, you, you guys think you're good. You guys don't think you, got, you need God to come to your aid. A lot of you guys think, man, I just got the new pair of Jordans. I'm straight. I don't need nobody. I don't need God. I don't need mama. I don't need that. I got my Jordans, and I'm straight. Believe it or not, man, this is kind of how some of you guys think. And then other you guys think, I got my friends. I got my family. I got all these things. Why do I need God? And that's probably what they were thinking. So these things that we have, we can all, you know, have things. That's like not the, that's not bad or anything. Like God didn't say, thou shalt not have, you know, nice stuff or thou shalt not have this. But it's when you start believing that you don't need God. This man was a rich man. The one that, you know, imagine Rudy sitting right here saying, I don't need to, I don't need to follow you, God. I'm already good the way I am. Jesus spoke about people. And if you can put the picture of the camel up real quick. Jesus said, yeah, that's a cool picture. It's a, that's the eye of a needle and a camel. Yeah. So Jesus said to the rich man that it is harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God than it is for a camel to enter through the eye of a needle. And what Jesus was talking about was basically this man had said he had done everything. He said, Jesus was like, man, you got to obey the commandments. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's like, okay, I obey the commandments. I'm straight. Then Jesus said, follow me. Sell everything you belong, yeah, that you have and follow me. The man saw more importance in the things he had than the help of God, than the following of God. So basically he said, my things are greater than God. Now, in Egypt, it was, it was probably one of the best places to live in in that area, you know, by the Middle East, by, you know, all these tribes, the Canaanites and everything. It was probably the most prosperous land. The reason why Jacob and everyone had come there was because there was a big, uh, basically a Big old, like, uh, what's the word? I'm sorry. I'm kind of having a brain fart right here. Famine. There you go, man. Humberto. Give it up for Humberto. Clutch. So there's a big famine, and everyone was like, man, dude, I, I don't got no food. You know who has food? Egypt. Egypt has food. Joseph had prepared for this in one of his dreams. He said that, you know what? There's going to be a famine. We need to prepare food. So everyone went there. Now, some of you guys, you guys aren't the, the richest people. Some of you guys are pretty rich. Uh, but the thing is, you still need God no matter what. Because Jesus said that it is more, it is more impossible to enter heaven than it is to, it is more impossible to enter heaven than it is for a camel to enter to the eye of a needle. That picture was an exaggeration. A needle, an eye of a needle is probably like this big, and a camel is like this, this, this high and like this long, you know what I'm saying? Like from here to there, and that's impossible. Basically, Jesus was being smart when I'm being like, man, dude, you ain't going to get nowhere, bro. You're probably going straight to hell. Unless you repent. Now, many of you guys need to take that to heart because you guys feel like, man, I'm good where I'm at. I don't need Jesus to tell me what to do. I don't need to follow him. And another reason why this is important is it has to do with God's promise. Promises of God are something that are mo is more precious than gold. A promise of God will last, outlast all that stuff you have. Those Jordans, 
eventually you're gonna get new ones. And then you're gonna get new ones. Those friends, eventually you're gonna get new ones. And eventually you're gonna get new ones. That girlfriend, you're probably gonna get a new one. I'm not gonna lie, you probably already have a new one. That boyfriend, same thing. You guys cannot put your faith and, and your trust in these things that are gonna die. It says, it says in the Bible, a man of God, a man who does the will of God will live forever. You will answer eternity. You will live with God, and you will have all your needs if you seek his kingdom. And that's, that's what you get with the promise of God. Some of you guys are looking at promises of God like it's just a, a, a word in a book, like promise of God. Nah, man, it's not that simple. It's not like you're reading Harry Potter and he's saying expelliarmus. No, this actually has power with it. It has power. God has power, and the word of God has power. And those promises will happen. You just have to be faithful. Now, it's kind of hard to be faithful when you're with the wrong people. In Egypt, they didn't serve the one true God. They knew about the one true God because they knew about Joseph. Think about this. Pharaoh knew about the one true God who gave him the interpretation of that dream. Joseph didn't say it was, oh my, Joseph didn't say it was by me. Joseph said it was by God. He didn't give any glory to himself. Any glory. That's like, man, if Barack Obama called me and he was like, hey, man, ISIS is invading. Man, my kid's wilding up. I don't know what to do. But I had this dream and I need someone to interpret it. And I was like, man, dude, I can't do that. But God can. And this is what he told me. That is exactly what he did, except that's not Barack Obama. That's Pharaoh. And I'm not Joseph. That's Joseph. Stay with me. So Pharaoh, they didn't believe in him, though. He said, nah, man. I'm still, you know, I'm still the authority here, man. I know your God has showed your, you know, his power, but I'm still the authority here. Now, Joseph still worked with it, man. He still followed God. But how much you want to bet, in a, you know, years on later after Joseph is gone, people will start acting like Egyptians. They're already treated like Egyptians, basically. When Jacob died, they, they all mourned. Egypt's, Egyptians mourned for him. They saw Hebrew, uh, Hebrews as people that were uh, detestable, basically disgusting, basically not worth their time, but yet they mourned for basically the four, one of the forefathers of a Hebrew. They were given so much favor that how much you want to bet God already foresaw that, man, they would probably forsake him. They would probably be like, man, I'm going to be just like the Egyptians. Now, for some of you, you guys are at school. You guys are your friends, and you guys all believe in Jesus. I, I uh, Most of you do. Uh, I hope most of you do, but how many times are you the light in your situations, you know? And it's not just being about the light. The Bible says light has no fellowship with darkness. Sometimes we put ourselves in situations where we're like, man, I'm going to sin. I'm going to sin because these people are sinning. I'm going to do what they're doing. It says in the Bible, bad company corrupts good character. That is true. Anywhere. Uh, if I can give a testimony about myself, when I was younger, I, I grew up in the church. My mother, she, she taught me right. She taught me uh, how to live according to God's word. But my mom, she had passed away, and I had to live by myself, basically. In my, like, you know, my, my dad believed in everything, but my mom was really the person that would push it on me. Like, she would get mad at me if I didn't read the Bible type stuff. And I know uh, Stephen Carmen's kids can kind of relate. <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I, you know, and I loved it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I loved. But I had to grow up without that now. And instead of hearing the word of God, I was hearing the word of the world. 
And the word of the world was so many things I didn't hear before. See, I was young when my mom passed away. I didn't, I didn't really hear a godly advice about sex. I didn't hear godly advice about drugs. I didn't hear godly advice about so many things. So you know what I heard? I heard advice from my friends. They told me, man, dude, you can look at females with lust, basically. You can, man, check that girl out. Man, dude, you can cuss all you want. Man, dude, you should try. Dude, they would constantly, constantly try to get me to do evil, constantly get me to sin against God. I had my friends... When I try to defend myself, like, man, I'm trying to be a Christian, they're like, man, dude, who cares about this fake God? Who cares about this? And that is some of the time, that is like the person I was hanging out the, with the most. And some of you guys hang out with those people all your day, all day, and you guys love it. You guys are like, man, dude, I love being in this, with this person. You guys are comfortable in sin. You guys are comfortable with people that are in sin, and you guys don't want to get out. How much you want to bet? Just like, just like when Joseph told them, listen, God's going to come to your aid. They were like, man, dude, I'm good here. All the brothers, all the brothers like, man, I'm good here. I don't think I need God to come to my aid. I don't think I need God to take me from Egypt. And watch, God's telling you, I'm going to take you from these people. I'm going to take you from this place. And you're like, man, God, I'm good here. I'm good here. I love these people. These are my people. This is my place. This is where I'm supposed to be. I can still serve you, God. And little by little, you're compromising. Little by little, you guys are like, man, I'll just sit here. I'll just sit here as long as I still know there's a God, right? Wrong. That's not true. You know what God's going to do? Just like what he did to Rudy. He's going to say, Lord, depart from me. I never knew you. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. And you'll be in hell. But not only that, in this life. See, a lot of you guys put your sins so big. And, like, again, you forget about the promise of God. One of God's promises is that he will make us a new creation. And you guys need to take that to heart. Some of you guys, man, you guys are probably right here listening to me like, man, I don't care what you're saying. I came here because I wanted to do something for the Lord. You don't have to do nothing for the Lord. Listen, God does not care that you are here. I want you guys to hear that God does not care that you're here. This is not some kind of gift you give to God. God doesn't care that you're here, that you're sitting down trying to listen to me. No, you know what he does care? He cares that you're living holy. He cares that, you know what, he's following me, that he loves me. And he loves people. You sinning with those people, you know what you're doing? You hanging out with those people doing the same thing that you're doing? You're leading them to hell. Because they're thinking, man, God is okay with this. Because they must know God. And they must have some kind of relationship with God. When really you don't. Really you just come Friday. You just come Sunday. And you just say, hey, I'm straight. I'm good. Man, sometimes you, you guys don't even come to church at all. You guys read a verse on Facebook. Say, man, that's me. Oh, that's me. God, I'm so good. Look at me reading verses on Facebook. Man, you guys give yourself a pat on the back. But it's not like that. God is not like that. He's not like, man, dude, that's my son right there. Look, at he just, he just watched pornography for an hour straight. But, man, a lot, at least when he logged out of pornography, he read that verse on Facebook. Man, good job. No, he's not like that. He's not like that. God promises that we will be delivered from sin. He promises that. And, and, and that's what I really believe. Uh, if you guys can put uh, Hebrews 11 22 back up. Or 22 11, my bad. Uh, and that's honestly what I, what I believe when he was talking to the Israelites. Because you know what happened to the, uh, the Israelites after a while? Not only did they probably compromise and become like the Egyptians, but they became slaves to the Egyptians. Some of you guys are comfort and you're compromised, and then later on, you're going to become a slave to that compromise and then a slave to sin. You're going to become a slave to your friend. You're going to say, man, dude, I'm going to compromise with this God. God, you know, if I can do this, like they have you 
by a chain or something, like they're pulling you and tugging you. You can leave your friend. You can leave that sin because God promises that he'll do it for you. And that leads me to the next one, which is about the bones. Now, I had no idea about Joseph's bones. I was like, God, why are you telling me about bones? Like, are you talking about the show with the detective and all that? No. I honestly was confused, man. Like, I was like, I'm a Bible college student. And I was like, man, Jesus, when I, I'm not going to lie. When I read this verse, I just skipped over it because I was like, man, Joseph was just talking about some other stuff. But I actually went back to it. And, you know, this, this is a little historical background. They, the Israelites and, you know, a lot, a lot of people from them, they, they would bury uh, their themselves. They would have themselves buried by their forefathers, their fathers, you know, their family. And it was like a sense of unity. Uh, we kind of do that today still. So it's pretty cool, you know, just to see that when I looked that up. And another thing I also want to do with, say was it was continuing the promise of God. See, the resting place which was actually um, the resting place was not going to be Egypt. The resting place of the faith was not going to be Egypt. And they had to know that. That God wasn't going to say, you know what? The last place you're going to be is Egypt to the Israelites. He didn't want them to think that. He wanted them to know that he was going to take them out of Egypt. And the symbol of their faith was going to be the bones of Joseph. Because as you look in the Bible, you see that God tells the story through a man. God tells the th story through a man, and that man could be Moses. It could be Jacob. But the thing is, they represent the faith just like we do. They represented the faith just like we do. So when Abraham was doing what he was doing, the faith was going where he was going. When Moses and Jacob are doing what they're doing, the faith is going where they're going. And Joseph was not going to stay buried. He wasn't going to be the only one of the faith, the only hero of the faith, the only patriarch to be buried in Egypt. Jacob was, in, Jacob was taken back to the promised land because God told him. He promised he was going to take him. So you know what Joseph said? He said, you know what? He told his brothers. He said, I want to make an oath. I want you to swear to me by God, basically, that I'm going to be back in this promised land with my father to be unified. And that speaks a lot, man, because as Christians, we are unified. How many Christians up in here? Amen. Amen. If you are born again, we are unified in Christ. You have family. You're not alone. You have family. And by faith, you are given them. And Joseph knew that. Joseph talked to his brothers, and he told them. And I want, I want you guys to picture this, because he said his bones. That means that he knew that his body, by the time they had done that, he knows his body would have decomposed, that it would be nothing but his bones. Because he was buried like the Egyptians, which is even cra it's crazy as well. They, they, you know, how many people have seen the mummy? Right? You saw how he's wrapped up in toilet paper. It wasn't toilet paper. I don't know what material it was. But let's say it's toilet paper. They wrapped up Joseph in some toilet paper. They wrapped up Joseph in some toilet paper. And, dude, they buried him. 400 years later, guess what? His body was taken to the promised land. God's promise lasted 400 years. Think about it. God's promise lasted 400 years. Probably like 40 different, uh, different generations. And God was able to come through. You see, what I want to tell you guys is that this comfortable life that you're living, and I, I, can I have Stephanie uh, boop, playing the guitar? Cool. I've never done that before. That's pretty cool. So what I want you guys to realize is that just like Joseph, okay, this man did not live a life of comfort. 
for most of his life. He trusted in God. And even when he was favored by God, he still trusted in the Lord. And he knew he needed him. He knew he needed God, and he knew that he, he uh, even though what he had, he knew it was all from God, and he had to worship him. He had to follow him. Because guess what? That stuff was temporary. He had his eyes fixed on the perfecter and the maker of his faith. When he, had this, when he told them this, those, two, those last two dreams, Joseph was a man of dreams. And those last two dreams were the most important because it reminded the Israelites throughout all, his, throughout all the time that they had his bones that this is the promise of God that I'm carrying. This is the promise of God. This is the faith right here that I'm carrying out to this promised land that I'm carrying out of Egypt. And some of you guys need to follow after that. Some of you guys need to be like, man, Jesus, take me out of my sin. Because you may be comfortable in it, but the, the Bible says that, if you were, you, that before Christ, we were dead in our transgressions. Now, some of you guys are comfortable in being dead in your transgressions. You guys are comfortable in death. And God doesn't want that. He wants you to have new life. He wants you to realize that he is the God of comfort. And then also, your bones. Some of you, it says in the Bible that the wage of sin is death. And if you're living a life that's full of sin, you are dead. You have bones right now. And there's no way that you can, you can ever wake them up or anything. But Jesus can. So instead of burying your sin, your, uh, your bones in sin, this is where, what God is, is going to do. He's going to bury your bones in Christ. And he's going to raise you up and you will live with Christ. If you can put that scripture up, Romans, uh, I think 6.4. Right here, man. We are therefore buried with him through baptism and death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we may too live a new life. That is for everyone here. Because if you feel like, man, I have just been in this rut, I cannot follow God, I am comfortable with, 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 uh, with what I'm doing, then this is for you. Really, it is. And God can come to your aid if, if you're like that. God can come visit you now. And you know what he's going to do? He'll make an oath with you. See, Joseph made an oath, but he, he made it by God to his brothers. And what God does when he saves you from sin is he makes an oath with you. And he promises to you that he will never forsake you and that he'll never leave you. Some of you guys might have sin that's crazy. Like, I don't know, maybe someone murdered someone here. Maybe someone has been sleeping with multiple people. Maybe someone is sleeping with the same sex. Maybe someone's doing anything. God sees you where you're at. And he knows who you are. And he's going to come to your aid. And that's the thing. You have to trust God in that. You have to trust God in that. Because he doesn't want you living there. He doesn't want you living there. And you have to be humble to the fact that God is greater than what I have. If I... Uh, I want to open up the altars, but before that, I want to put up the last slide. And uh, if people can read that, I'll read it right now. These are two verses, two separate verses. First one is uh, Romans, I think 28. Don't take, huh? A20. And this is Genesis 50:20. These verses speak like these are the reasons why you can be comfortable in God. You can you can say, okay, you know what? I'm gonna leave. Where I'm at, I'm going to leave my friends, I'm going to leave my sin, 
I'm going to leave the place that I'm at, and I'm going to follow God. It's because of this. See right here. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You went, and then now he's speaking. He's speaking to all the people that have tried to harm you, all the people that have tried to, tried to hurt you. He's saying, you intended to harm me, but God intended for God for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Dude, you guys could be messed up. I don't know where you guys are, but God does. You guys could be so far in sin that you don't even know where to go. You don't even know where God is in your life. But the thing is, God can work that to be good. God can work that for a story of his glory. God can have a testimony out of that. When I was young, I thought, actually, not even like two years ago, okay? I was depressed. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know how to follow God. I knew there was a God. I was afraid to go in hell, but I didn't know what to do. But I was stuck where I was at, and I didn't want to leave. And you know what happened? I was right here two years ago. I think, yeah, like almost exactly two years ago on this Sunday, and I said, God, I surrender. I surrender all that I have. I surrendered all that's holding me back. I want to follow you. I see everything, everything is lost. You guys need, I had to leave my friends. I had to leave uh, all the things behind me, everything. And I had to come follow God because it was worth it and because I needed to follow him. And some of you guys need to do that. Some of you guys work instead of follow God. Joseph worked as a slave and he followed God. Some of you guys say school. I'm going to school full time. Steve is going to full school full time and we're following God. So I want everyone, I want people that are stuck in their comfort as a Christian. They're afraid to evangelize. I want people that are stuck in sin. They're afraid to leave where they're at. And come to the altar. Come. Know that there's God. Everyone stand up, please. So uh, I'm going to pray. And I just, as I'm praying, you know, if you're feeling like you want to come, and you want to just surrender to God and leave your comfort zone, leave where you're at, you can come right now. All right? So, Lord God, I just pray, God, for uh, the people here, Lord. I pray, God, for the people in the first, the second, the third row, Lord, everyone, the people that have been coming to this church for years, the people that have been coming for months, even for the people that have just came this first time. Lord, I pray, God, that you would tug on their heart, Lord, and that you would see them where they're at, God, and you would begin to to show them love, God, and show them promises, show them future, show them a purpose. God, you gave favor to people, Lord, in those days. Lord, I pray that you give favor to these people, Lord, to the youth here, God, to the leaders here, Jesus. God, the leaders that are stuck in their comfort, the youth that are stuck in their comfort, and they say, you know, I'm good doing what I'm doing, God. I don't need a change. God, I pray that you would provide change and you would visit them where they're at and right, right now in Jesus' name, Lord. I pray for the people, Lord, that have never known you, God, that have never heard your good word, Lord, that they would hear about the Son of God who came and he died on the cross, Lord, and that they would be drawn to you, Jesus, by your kindness, Lord. I pray for the people that that message has gotten old and it's gotten, it's gotten boring, Lord, that they would be given a fresh anointing, God. I pray that you be glorified in Jesus' name, amen. So whoever's coming to the altar, I'm going to pray and I'm going I'm to give what I have to God. So you guys can come join me if you want.
Listen to the words of the song. Listen to the words of the song. If you could put the lyrics on. to follow you, God. Lord, they're afraid to give everything they have, Jesus. I pray, God, that they would see you, Lord. They would see you as a Savior, God. I pray for those, Lord, that are stuck in lust, Jesus, that say, you know, I need woman. I need to have sex. I need to, to be perverse. I need this. This is who I am, God. I pray that you wake up their bones, God. God, their bones are dead. I pray, Jesus, that you wake them up, Lord, that you call to them, God. Call to the people that are suffering with lust right now, Jesus to come to this altar, God, and to be buried in Christ and to be risen again, Lord. I pray for those that are, that are, that are stuck in lies, Jesus, to come in here and get to know the truth, Lord. I pray for those, God. I pray for those, God, that, that are just in insecurity, God, that are saying, God can't use me to be an evangelist. God can't use me to preach. God can't use me to be, bring revival to school. I pray, God, that you would bring them right here, Jesus, and that, God, you would start revival in their heart, God, that you would you would have them repent, Lord. I pray for those stuck in homosexuality and have those temptations, Lord, that they're embarrassed, they're ashamed, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help them realize that you still love them, God, that even though they may be shamed, Lord, that you still love them, God, and you can free them. All they do is have to give up what they're holding, Jesus. All you do is have to realize that God is greater and that God can set you free. God, Lord, I pray for those, Jesus, that are stuck in the same place, God, that, Lord, they've been coming to church for years, and they've been hanging around with the same people. They've been back and forth. They've been back and forth, and they, they, they're about to give up, Lord. I pray right now that you would be their friend, God. You would come to them, and you would visit them. That, Lord, you would be their comforter. They wouldn't find comfort in the things of this world, God, but they would find comfort in you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Have your way in their life, Jesus. Oh, God,
know there's some people in this place right now that on the inside you're dying. On the inside you're dying. And the thing is, man, you have a choice whether to allow yourself to go back to the promised land, which is Jesus Christ, or to stay in a place like Egypt, which represents bondage, which represents you being in a slavery, you being in a cage, you being inside a cell. Or you can say, God, I stand on your promises, Lord, and I pray, God, that you would bring me into the promised land, which is Jesus Christ. You see, and I don't know about you, but I'm not okay with being in prison. I'm not okay with being in a cell. That's not for me. I did that too many years in my life. And God set me free and I would never go back. But I want to encourage you, whoever you are, if your bones on the inside, if you're dying on the inside, if your life is still in Egypt, is still in slavery, and you're held down in sin, in worldliness, and whatever you're going through, I want to encourage you to come up here and get prayer and say, Jesus, take my life into the promised land, which is him. According to Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible says that God had a promised land. He had a day of rest, and that day of rest was Jesus Christ. And he said, let everybody come in through faith. Let everybody come in through belief in Jesus Christ. He is our rest. He is our deliverance. And if that is you, I would encourage you to come up here and let somebody pray with you. Reason with God. And ask God to take you out of this prison, to take you out of Egypt, and put you in the promised land, which is Jesus Christ, before it is too late. Before it is too late. Because Jesus Christ is coming back. And he's coming back for a ready church. He's not coming back for people that are not ready to go with him. He's not coming back for a backslidden people. He's not coming back for people that are still in Egypt. He's coming back for people that are in a promised land. And today you need to ask yourself, where are you at? Are you in, the, are you in Egypt? Are you in bondage? Or are you in the promised land of Jesus Christ? You're saved by grace. And if you're not, I, I can encourage you. Come this way and get set free. Father, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, Lord God, that you would have your way, God. And Lord, whoever, Lord God, has backslidden, whoever, Lord God, went back to Egypt, back to slavery, God, that, Lord, they would choose this day, God, to say, Lord, take me into your promised land, God. Take me into your day of rest, God, which is Jesus Christ. Take me, Lord God. Set the captives free, God. Open up the jail cells, God. Open up, Lord God, the hearts of your people, God, and set them free right now, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, and have your way, God. Have your way in this place, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, God. And Lord, we thank you, God. We praise you, God. And we're going to sing this song again as uh, Stephanie leads us out. And I encourage you, wherever you're at, just pray and say, God, put me into the promised land, Lord. Save my life, God, before it's too late. Before it's too late. And get yourself out of Egypt by the blood of Jesus.
we can get everybody to come to the front so that we can pray corporately as we end this service right now. I want to encourage you guys, if you guys are going through something, you feel like, man, I need a breakthrough. I need to literally break through from what I'm going through right now. And I need a word from God. I need some encouragement. Whoever you are, I would say link up with a brother you trust. If you're a sister, a sister you trust, a leader. And guys, get it in. Get prayer. Get deliverance. Don't leave this place and go right back to Egypt. Don't leave this place and go right back to the garbage and the mess that you came from. Don't, that'll be just a waste of your time. But if you're going to leave anyway, leave free. Leave walking, knowing that I'm in the promised land, and I'm in there because of what Jesus Christ did in my life. Leave free. But don't leave knowing that you still got to look over your shoulder, not wondering if I'm going to heaven or hell. See, that's not peace. That's not joy. That's fear. But I know somebody, Jesus, that his love cast out fear. Because his love doesn't come with punishment. His love comes with security. And if you don't have that tonight, you don't know what you're missing. Because God is real. And I will encourage you guys. I will challenge you guys. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He'll never go back. He'll never go back. If I can get my wife up here, she's going to pray us out. I want to tell you guys something, man, about marriage. Because marriage represents really the relationship between his people and God himself. And if you're this close to the one you love, see, nobody else can interfere with this. If you're this close and you're in the promised land, see, nothing else matters. Not, there's no interference now. Because you're with the one that you love and nobody else can get your attention. See, Egypt won't be a temptation anymore. It won't be an enticement. Sin and slavery won't be an enticement when you're so close to the very thing that makes you complete, even Jesus Christ. You don't need nobody else. You don't need nothing else. When you're this close to Jesus, I encourage you guys, get a relationship with God because that's what this series is about, Heroes of Faith. It's about having faith to have a relationship with the living God, the living God. The God who has set you free from all things. I don't care what it is. Pornography, if you've been cutting yourself, mutilation, and you think, man, every time you go through something, you cut your legs, you cut your arms, God will set you free. And the only thing you want to cut is the flesh from your body in a spiritual sense and be free. If you've been in the anger, depression, hate, whatever it is, if you're going at it with your mom, be set free. And let God have his way in this place and in your hearts. That is my encouragement as your pastor. Let God have his way. And all it takes is a mustard seed of faith. A real, you know, a mustard seed is so small, man. That much faith. God said you could move mountains. Let his will be done. Amen. Let's give it up for Jesus real fast, man. Praise God.
Lord, for the word you brought tonight, Lord God. I thank you for your Holy Spirit being here tonight, Lord God. I thank you, Father, because you are our Father, our friend, our confident, Lord God. You are everything that we need in this life, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that lives were touched and changed tonight, Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord God, that the sin, Lord God, that, that these kids and these leaders have been dealing with, Lord God, would leave a bitter taste in their mouth, Heavenly Father, and they would only long for the sweetness of your love, your grace, your forgiveness, Heavenly Father, that they would keep their eyes focused on the promised land, Lord God, and never looking back, Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord God, that tonight seeds were not just planted but watered, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that they would leave tonight and never be the same, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that they would be thirsty to know more about this faith, Lord God, that they would thir be thirsty to know more about a relationship with you, Lord God, knowing, Lord, that there is nothing in this world that can taste as sweet as you, Lord Jesus. I pray tonight, Lord God, that they would walk away like tonight, Lord God, go home, Lord God, with this word heavy on their heart, Lord God, and that you, Lord God, would minister to each and every one of them tonight as they sleep, Lord God, as they meditate on this word, Lord Jesus. I praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, elevate. Elevate. What, what? What, what? God is good all the time. All the time. Come on, so let's give it up to Jesus. All right, where my dudes at? Where my girls at? <laughs> where my dudes at? Where my girls at? Y'all sleep on this stuff, huh? Let me see if I give them another chance. Where my dudes at? You got that now? Are you ready for that? All right, let's do that again. Come on with it. Where my dudes at? That's what we do when we say where my dudes at, all right? And then when I say where my girls at, y'all? That's what the girls do. Y'all ready? Y'all ready this time? Amber, you look scared. Are you ready? My dude, you ready? Now you say who are when I say dudes, right? Where my dudes at? There you go. Where my girls at? Amber already got that look. She's like, hey, come on. That's what I'm talking about, man. I want to encourage you guys, man, to love on somebody because God has loved on you. All right, we're about to end this service. We usually do a breakout group, but I'm thinking, man, we just need to lead some, some, some encouragement. There's a lot of us here, and I think a lot of us just need some hugs. I really do. I, I believe that, man. I think, I think God wants to show you love by the way you hug each other, man. So find somebody that you haven't, you know, you don't know. Give them a big old hug. If you're a brother and sister, hug each other, you know. We don't want you guys killing each other. But show some love in this place, you know what I mean? Show some love. That's what I'm talking about. We got a ball of love. My dude, Brandon, uh, love you, man. Hey, I got some announcements real fast. I want to encourage you guys, man, as you guys are hugging, right? Next week, matter of fact, I'm going to wait a little bit and let you guys get a little love out. Get it out. Get it out. There you go. All right, guys, real fast, if I can get you guys' attention, I got some exciting news. We got about... How many people in the house? How many people in the house? Where's... We got about 56 people in the house, right? If somebody just told one person about Elevate, one person, right? That's not here, obviously, right? That's not here. One person to say, man, come next week. We would have how many people in this bad boy next week? 112 people. My challenge to you is to tell just one person to come next week. Obviously, you come too next week, right? And next week, we are having our ELIT, right? ELIT is next week. And what we're doing is we're going to be having an all-out game time the whole nine next week, man. We're going to have some food and little things like that. You know what I mean? Bring yourself 
and bring one more person that you talk to and say, look, let's go to my youth group. We're about to turn up this Friday. Let's be there. So if somebody just told one person, how many people that would be? 112 people next week, man, all right? How many of y'all for this challenge, can I get a what, what? Right? Elevate. Yes, man. So more details on the way about Elit for next week. Catch us on Facebook. We'll put the details on there. But next week, we're going to have outside, inside. I'll give you guys a hint about what's going to happen. We are going to have a water balloon fight. Come on, somebody, right? Right? This is an Elevate that's going to close out summer because the next week, you guys got to go back to school, right? So we're going to close off the summer right by having a water balloon fight and many other things to come on that day. You don't want to miss it. It's going to go down, all right? Elevate. Elevate. What, what? What, what? God is good. And all the time. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus. All right, you guys are dismissed. I love you guys. If you guys need a ride, please see Ms. Carmen. She has a white shirt, look hood. She's gangster. Get her. We fresher than that dead and No matter the hate, we stay with day ones and we steady. And we don't even need to drop or replace, bro. We don't. And we multiply. That's the only way it grows. And this is how it goes. About each and every day. We in it for the long run. Lines this way, this way. The crew be repping Christ, Christ. until they in the grave. They screaming, Jesus is the Savior. Reside in the shy, survive on the line. No. Putting tracks in the ground, so I'm in the cloud. No. Gotta go and get a girl, I say it's mine. Yes, it's time. Yeah. Yes, it's time. Yeah. I'm thanking God for all the blessings. All the blessings. Cause the way that I'm progressing. I'm progressing. Better get back in the lab. Uh. get the drum board yeah. start reassessing. Cause a brother gotta eat. I gotta eat. I'm turning meals in the face. Space. And when I smell blood going in for the kill till it's dead.
Social All right, guys, one more announcement I forgot to mention. We are also having, thank you. We are also having karaoke next week. So all y'all singers and stuff that like to sing, I want to hear you guys get down and dirty on the acapella side. Next week, we having karaoke on the big screen. Come on, somebody. My life like a Gucci sweater. Oh, tell em. That's right. That's right. My life sounded like a Gucci sweater. Oh, that's right. My life like a Gucci uh, sweater. I started rapping with my boys as a hobby. Uh, driving to the mall, freestyling in the car seat. Homie, I never ever thought that I'd be here. Went from sitting all alone to a beach chair. Homie, what I look like trying to get approval. All these funny looking rappers in their cool clothes. Independent rappers throwing up the tune car. And I'll be rapping Mr. Gang to my funeral. This is how it goes, and I know it's so beautiful. Cause if be doing what I'm doing, it's unusual. And if I didn't mention God, I'd be stupid though. Cause literally, he's amazing. This is how I'm living, trying to finish up an album. Gotta hustle, ain't they? Never had a house Two years before, they were asking where you found them. Feel like Wu Tang 93 Charlotte. I just wanna live young, party with my misfits. Always was a standout, never try to fit in. I'ma do me, I never try to give in. Everybody got a cosign, where the ones who did, homie? That's right. My life sort of like a Gucci sweater. Oh, tell that's right. Uh -huh. My life like a Gucci sweater. Oh, tell that's right. Uh -huh. My life sort of like a Gucci sweater. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. right. My yeah. life like a Gucci sweater. Bernie shot a text with the dragon face. So I hit him with the whales. Me and my lady doing real good. Young boy about to take a trip to Zales. That's trail. Never ever thought that I would settle down. Every other city I was running around, shutting down stages, places, and states with amazing ladies. But after all that, if I'm a favorite, white boy with the black gauges. Growing up, I didn't have belts, I had laces. Mama working overnight, never did the day shift. Bad life, now I live the rap life. How the heck you made it? Uh, scratching on their head like they had lights. Now I gotta catch the last flight, cause I got church in the AM. Preach, call me Uncle Drew, they don't know who they're playing with, but there's levels to this weird, levels to this beard. Rappers, I grew up on nine levels with my peers. I'm down at the pairs, pants here to Ahi. Cool G sweater, it was knitted by the Aussies, boy. That's right, my life sort of like a cool G sweater. That's With the eldest, yo song Singing from the yard, cause so strong Street life met me at like 16 Elgis, stunting on them bikes Having big dreams 18, painting pictures like 16 9-9, had the double thin big screen Four, two years, wrapped my Honda around a big tree 2005, signed a Sony Rocking Miss Scheme uh, And time flies, seen them throw it at me I'm a G, dead mind with the Lord beside me The whole time I was dead, man Hit a tribe, man. respect goes a long way I noticed that action, uh, and now back to the streets, they still playing keeps, y'all still staying asleep, and the enemies out here devouring the wheat, and you worry about your petty little salary to sweep, uh, you see, it got you thinking about the wrong thing, wrong thing, promoting real heavy like Don King, and this is that flow y'all been waiting for, uh -huh. so listen to the words that the song sings, that's right, my life sort of like a cool G sweater, that's right, my life like a cool G that's right. Uh -huh. My life's all like a Gucci sweater. Ooh.
Hey, yo, um, catch me in Washington Heights. Not speaking English. Ha <laughs> ah. Red Bull in my hands Feels like I got wings Loud of people in my face But I can't hear a thing It's like my head's up in the clouds Head's up in the clouds And I ain't coming down No Just turn the music on Just let me get lost I swear that I'ma lose it If somebody turns it off What are you out your mind? You must be out your mind Just turn the music on Turn the music out! Yeah. Turn the music out! Turn the music out! Turn the music out! Snap back on my head, I'm so motivated. Nike's on my feet, understand the situation. Yeah, this is not a game. This is not a game. You ain't gonna bring me down, no. Nah. Yeah, I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. You best wipe off that hater look before you make me scream. What are you out your mind? You must be out your mind. Just turn the music, turn the music out. Turn the music out.
Jesus, I'm mimicking Jesus. I bury my sin in three days, it's back up again. In the beginning, we, in the beginning, we, we would give anything. I give for ministry, missions, and bigger things. You can take everything, you just give me the king. But the fire faded. I just want to retire with saving. Are you the safest when the world loving you? Or had enough of you? Who's in more danger? The persecuted or the comfortable? Give us a crown. You can hold on to them thorns. I don't want them having more. Nobody will suffer no more. Only say things that will end with applause. Don't look for no one except for the Lord. No boss. You were too good to be throwing your cross. I'm at the cross. Do what you want. And take me deeper than I think it ever wanted. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Become the servant of all When you the servant of all No competitions involved Cause who was knocking you off There's no one left to fall uh, Progressive with the flow That's a little one Cause I'm assured I'm sure you're missing these little puns I'm assured Get yeah, a settlement is finna come It's still shining If I'm jacked for every nickel sir. Cause no way I'ma die slow No way I'ma die slow Won't break I will not fold Cancel my tool Not my soul I go blindfold In and out of time zones I'm in my zone Put it up on your iPhone Leaving your mind blown Looking for some rival I can see him riding down All on that white horse Looking like OJ in the Bronco Already been in that hearse, I'm already dead, I'm living in my 
promise that none of it is in vain and um i'm not afraid of that persecution that came i'm more afraid of the fame and people knowing my name yeah. Yeah. take me alive take me alive yeah. take me alive when i'm still here take me alive take me take me alive take me take me alive take me while i'm still here take me alive Solely day, your glory be to the Father. I can't lie, though. Sometimes I want it all for me. Yeah. Gotta kill that, gotta kill it. Huh. Don't conceal that for a villain. Huh. But I care what you think about me. The Father know it all, and I'm still forgiven. I must decrease, cause the way up is down, and this kingdom is out. As crazy as that could sound, that's why blood is rushing to my head. Dying's how I live. If you love your life, you'll lose it. If you lose it, then you'll gain it. And wisdom is justified by God's worthy of my worship, so I'm defying my feelings in my mess. There's a message in my text, testimony. He said no, I get to know him. I'm on that rock, huge up Brody. I cannot be more stocky dough. Lock me some show, shoulda got me too. But I'm thinking about the boxes inside my room, and I'm thinking about the kids that don't got no food. Oh, that one hurt. The truth is a mother. The father relies when they come up. Anyone to one up the dark and prevail when the sun up. Every day we dying. Take me alive. <laughs> Uh, let me do it. Sure. K to the second letter, finna get it poppin' coming out the pocket like. Ooh. 
Everybody get the rockin' doing a pack of needy, give it a beat my tongue like a violin. Give it to him like I'm not a human when I'm doing what I'm doing. Keeping it coming like an automatic shooter. Women get the ripping it ridiculous and everybody get this big about this ribbon and brothers is going in the game. But they don't know, even when they got that flow. I don't know why they both. Everybody's gifts borrow. Look, producers, directors, skilled architects just do what they do to whom they're connected to. What's the guard that chooses the best and who is the one you think they reflect in? Up, I'm back to posting these tracks late. I'm mad that I might back slap mics. Never mind the fact I never left. I'm hate this and upright. You may gotta ask me twice. I'm here, I'm here. The brag on him like I'm known for. While folks know, I'ma go for it. My guy ain't no folklore, cause he real, he real. <laughs> Now to the topic at hand. I know the designer, he's higher than pilot to fly up in class. He designed with his hands. 
I'm writing to tell you this life is a flesh and a pain. How I'ma retire when we need a cryer to tell us to rise up and stand. Check your pains. My dude, that grave ain't your home. Cause you been underground way too long. Six deep with a day, don't get stoned. How they say that boy gone. Come on, let you wanna go home. Don't you wanna be more than a clone? Do you know that you're nothing you know? We all ride on the wrong side. Beating our chest with the wrong guy. We don't need God. Ain't not saying what our mouths, but we do with our whole lives.
beside me. Get out of the way, I'm not asking politely. I'm so affiliated, I'm so affiliated, they know who to send me. We do what we want, they took it to try, so I'ma just do it. Let's be at a Christmas party right now, but y'all keep keeping me in here. My wife's not gonna let me be on fleek if y'all hurry up. <laughs> Bubba Watts on the mic now. Can I go for spit around? Not a gangster rapper. But my caddy got a nine. KB need a verse. I told him ain't nothing to it. Everybody asked me why. I just look him in the eye and say, I'ma just do it. Cut your boy from the panhandle. Cut, cut your boy from the panhandle. No golf lessons, just God's here playing a knockout game just going up to like some old lady and knocking her out like what i mean y'all y'all heard of the fire challenge i mean kids going out like setting themselves on fire man like who you think puts those thoughts in your mind the devil comes to kill steal and destroy wake up on this side of the sky For your grace, God. This world is nuts. Have mercy on my day, God. I do whatever you want. I'm rolling out this bed. I'm trying to do just what you said, but Satan's creeping in my head. I know he only want me dead. Black a black. Got me going hard up in this pain to walk a flock. I'm out to heal the world with the words of the doctor. The great physician told me this himself. Said I gotta put my pride up on the shelf if I wanna help. The world is crazy, times are changing, and the devil's real. And his greatest ally is Christians who are out there sitting still. No calling names, Lord knows that many times that person's me. And we close our eyes to the things that we don't really wanna see. Debating politics that don't line up with God's word. Turning this way of life into something that's absurd. I serve the true God that died and rose from me. And on this side of the sky is where I be until I see I eat.
Satan is a cruel creature. Yeah. One hand behind his back every time that he greets you. Yeah. I'm telling you, uh, every single sin that we embrace has a counterpart. Uh, it ain't nothing that we do hidden from the eyes of God. Uh, every day's a battle, may your scars be a testament to uh, others who are under the same weight that was pressing on you. Pressing on uh, you. Now that's an earful of knowledge for you. Uh, it might teach you more than years at a college uh, for you. The sun comes up and goes down every day. Every we day. out here loaning out our souls like we uh, fainted. The devil wants to keep your mind trapped in the dark And only God knows how he gon' start A little bit of this, a little bit of that They trading their degrees for a little bit of crack I seen it done, under the sun All we chase is in vain What we should be chasing after his name That's all I'm saying yeah. On this side of the sky yeah. We're gonna have our trouble okay. And every day is a battle What they doing, man? And they fighting for your soul. Yeah, they fighting for your soul. Tried to make it, but 
Since our treasures in heaven, we generally gave no envy. That's Vegas. Content G with our savings. We got everything in our savior. And the new earth is waiting. We just chilling, raising our babies. Trying to win the city, Chicago. Better get what I want. You are not what you bring home. Be rich in good words, cause that's what you bring home. In the face of heaven's gates, Mr. Gates estates the base and break the paper plate. Now I'm talking about this often. So we got a bigger house, but the same size coffin. People at the top feeling like they get the bottom, and that's probably why the rich are more likely suicidal. Silver and gold, too low for the soul. They want a Jesus peace when he died for the whole. What is this love? The first grace gift this will be. Eternity still counting our riches. Being had that work, you can't improve.
You got work today, Yui? Girl, okay, the Smiths and their um, visitors, y'all are going in a van, so that's that. Ashley, Corey, Michael, Nelson, Tarion, and Andrew. <laughs> We've got one, two, three, four, two, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. No, twelve. We have twelve people going in the van. Okay, as I say your name, let's start heading out the door. Smiths and Company, Terion, Nelson, Corey, Michael, Andrew, Ashley. Ashley, Corey, Michael, Nelson, Terion, Andrew, Smiths, and Company. Bye, guys. We want to see you here next week. Better yet, we'd like to see you Sunday. Sunday is the back to school bash, school supplies, good time. Yes, okay. Um, Ashley is going to take Quinn and Brandon home. Ashley, you're leaving now, sweetie? Or when? We can go now. Bye, bye, bye. Um, Joby is bringing Alyssa home. Elijah's already gone with Ezekiel. Will and um, Kayla. Rudy's bringing you home. Rudy. Rudy, Rudy. He's a rude, rude, rude boy, boy. No, he's not. Okay, does anybody not know how they're getting home? Shamal, you never got back to me, Shamal. That's a problem, sir. We need to know what's happening like 8 o'clock. Okay, because now it's 926, and I've divvied up rides, and, yeah, I'll have to get back to you. Um, Nate, you need to be walk home? 
Where's Tim? Okay, so did Isaiah leave already? Hey, Tim. Shamal and Julian, can you walk her home? Thank you. Tim and Lynn, they're going to walk you home. Did Isaiah leave already? Okay. I just didn't, I was going to have him accompany them, but if, if, if uh, Shamal and Julian will take her home. That's it. Anybody else? Going once? Going, Nate, you need to be walked home? Who, who walks you home normally? You don't ever get nobody walking you home, but we're going to get somebody tonight. Joby and Yuli, can you please walk Nate home? He said he didn't want to leave yet. He's got He's just got to walk home. It's a couple blocks away. Joby and Yuli need to walk him home. Is there anybody else? No, they need to walk you home now, sweetie, because Yuli has to go to work. We're wrapping up. You ain't missing no party or nothing. You ain't missing no party. For real, there's no party, bro. Bye. Monica, do you need a ride home? Lada, Amanda and Julian, or just Amanda, I'm not sure how they're working that one out, but yeah, you're going home with them. Um, Lara. You want to take my baby home? Good luck. Anybody else? Going once. Michael, do you know you're in the van, right, honey? The van is leaving. You have to go. Joby, Joby, take him out to the van, please. Take my... Can you take him to the van? Oh, he said he needed a ride. Okay, can you tell Umberto that he does not, Umberto, that he does not have to bring him home? Charlie? Charlie? Can you tell the, the Mr. Uh, Rodriguez who's driving the van that he doesn't have to bring him home? Umberto is driving the van. He thought Michael was going with him. Can you just let him know so he's not freaking out? Perfect. Everybody who's bringing kids home needs to go, no, no. No, Shamal. You're leaving, Shadi? No, she's not. She goes home with me. All right. That's it. It's a wrap. Nate's over there. Joe B has to take you or go with you.
If you were a storm, would you feel the sea? When you call his name, would you remember the trials? Yeah.